The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. I'm popping in here before we start the show to tell you about some amazing news that we got from Modest Needs. So Bulgarity for Charity is in full swing. All you have to do is send a donation to modestneeds.org. $50 or more will get you a roast. Just send the proof to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com. You guys all know the, the drill. But if we can reach $25,000, Modest Needs, they have a donor who's going to match that $25,000. So there's a possibility that with this charity drive, we can raise $50,000. So all you have to do is just try to get your roasts in before the 21st, and we have a chance at raising $50,000 for people in need. All right, here's the show. This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by adamandeve.com. Just go to adamandeve.com and type in glory. That's G-L-O-R-Y at checkout, and you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Hey, Cecil Tom. It's Hunter from Oklahoma. I'm glad to hear you guys are doing voicemails again, because uh, right about the time that I caught up, just kind of stopped. <laughs> so I didn't, I was nervous about ruining that for everybody. But uh, I did have something to say since I am caught up about the last episode about the crazy minstrel show robocall thing. I honestly don't think they're trying to change people's minds. Like you said, at this point, you know, kind of solidified in that mindset, if anything. But I think it's made just to hurt that man and to hurt people's feelings. I mean, he received that robocall and, like, had to listen to that shit. And, uh, yeah, but like I said, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think they're trying to sway anybody, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, glory hole, bitches. This is Jacob. This is Patrick. This is other Jacob. From the Bullshit Hold My Beer podcast. The epic argument gone so very, very right. After 100 episodes, we're still trying to be half as funny as these motherfuckers. And we're not even close. Hey, Patrick, I bet we're just as good as Cognitive Dissonance. Glory hole, motherfucker. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. 
it's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 441 to 42 cognitive dissonance. This is, this is like, this is the, um, the afterglow, the, the, the post, post blue wave afterglow bask the post in the wet spot of the blue wave. The my post friend blue balls. After, <laughs> you know. I, you know, one of the things that we did yesterday, we had a uh, Mr. Heath Enright in studio we did. for three hours. We covered the election. So you can find that on YouTube and on Facebook. Those videos exist right now. So you can check them out. Um, you go to our YouTube channel, but there'll be a link in the show notes for this episode. But we had a wonderful time doing returns. We had Thomas Smith joined us for a little while and we had a great time. We did. And I also had him change all the light bulbs. I can't I know, reach, right? So Thanks, Heath. <laughs> I've really needed that. I, I got a I got a shoulder ride for a little while. <laughs> Felt like I was in an airplane. <laughs> He'd be the best person to play chicken with. You uh, know? Oh God! I'll tell you what. I he's the first picked on the podcast or baseball or uh, basketballathon. Oh my God! Can you imagine a wheezier game of basketball? <laughs> Can you imagine a more like actually. more a more knee hugging vomit and the on the fucking there's, sidelines there's, game of basketball? Yeah, there's never been more air balls in the history of the game. <laughs> I do want to talk, though, a little bit about the election, though, Tom, because, you know, when we were recording, we were talking about it. It was something that we expected, right? The yeah. Senate did mm -hmm. not flip. The Senate, we lost a couple seats in the Senate. Um, we gained uh, several seats in the House. Twenty yep. House flipped. 24, 22, depends on what happens afterwards, because there's still a couple of very close races that They're haven't been called counter, even yeah. right mm -hmm. now. Um, governorships flipped. Uh, but, you know, when we were, we were recording, there was this feeling. We had this feeling, like, kind of was those, like, you know, we wanted to see more. And the thing, the three major things that we were depressed about were the two governorships that were happening in Georgia and in Florida, mm -hmm. um, Stacey Abrams and Andrew Gillum, two African-Americans who were running in, you know, the racist South. Yep. They wound up coming very close. You could just say the South. I mean, that's both. like, that's allowed. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. You racist is implied in the word sure. South. Yeah. You know? It's like ATM machine. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you just know. But, uh, but uh, the other was even though I didn't want myself to get excited about it. And I had already tempered, I had already curbed my own enthusiasm <laughs> was uh Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. Uh, we had, we were wanting, you know, we, cause just I, cause we hate Ted Cruz so much. I was going to say, I, I wanted better to win, but I more, I wanted Cruz to lose. I yeah. wanted to see what would happen. Oh to yeah. Him. Oh yeah. I wanted to see him like just yeah. pop and like, ooze and just down yeah, on the just, ground and just, just, just slither away. Yeah. Yeah. Or pull his face away and it was Mr. Smithers the whole time. You know? It's <laughs> like I think I think the night went with with some exceptions. I think the night went about as expected, yeah. about as well as anybody yeah. thought it was going to go. I got to say I want to read a, read several things to just to make sure that, that we are yeah. and we are a little optimistic here. So, the Senate only had 35 seats up. Most of those were Dem seats. 12 are probably going to go to the Republicans. There's mm -hmm. 10 right now, but 12, there's a possibility it's 12. 21 of those seats went to the Democrats. So, you know, they were mostly yeah. Dem seats right. and 21 of them went when two left-leaning independents also went to the, you know, Bernie Sanders is, you know, independent right. and there was one from Maine, an independent. That's a 65% win ratio on those on seats. Yeah. So that's not bad. Right. There was more people who voted in that for Democrats by a large margin. The number was something like 40 million people voted for Democrats in the Senate races versus 30 million. So, there was more that's people, yeah, but you you know that it's skewed right. towards the states. We talked about that on the live stream. The House seats that got flipped, there was one in California, Arizona, Colorado, two in 
Iowa. Now Iowa's almost all blue except for Steve King's district. That's gross. Kansas, two in Illinois, both from both by Chicago. Two, two got flipped in Illinois. Two in Michigan, three in Pennsylvania, three in in Virginia, three in New Jersey. Basically, a fucking blue wave blew through New Jersey and Iowa. And then it's looking like two in New York. Yep. You know, we lost Senate seats. The, the thing about the losses, the Senate seats that we lost, Indiana, Missouri, and North Dakota doesn't even feel like we were going to win those anyway. You know, you're like, eh, and we won one in Nevada. And then you flipped the governor in a bunch of states, Maine, Michigan, Illinois, Kansas, New Mexico, Nevada, and Wisconsin flipped. Thank you. Again, I said on the live show, you owe us that, Wisconsin. Yep. yep. You just don't even congratulate yourself. Yep. You're just paying us back. And he put a law into place. That asshole put a law into place that you can't challenge and make a recount unless it's within a certain percentage. And, and he's so he gets fucked under. He fucked himself with his yeah. own law. He got Good. he got, you know, he brought the guillotine in or whatever. And, yeah, and he got right. guillotined by his own guillotine. So, so guillotine, all right. Whatever. See, so we, we talked me. about this a little don't bit. Don't you correct me. <laughs> so this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And immediately, I mean, it's the day after this happened. Yeah. The day after this happened, Trump fires Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions, yeah. And, and, he, and he does also, this because he's scared, right? Because yeah. now the House, the House has the ability to impeach. Like, let's let's everybody knows that that's the case, right? Yeah. So the House is who votes to impeach. And the House is now Democrat. The House also can control key aspects of that investigation. So you fire the attorney general. Yeah. I mean, that's it, the fucking immediately the day after. Fired Sessions. He fired Sessions because Sessions recused himself as attorney general. He recused himself from interfering in the Mueller investigation. Yeah. Now, the guy he put in, whose name escapes me, I'm sorry, but the guy he put in has very publicly decried the investigation, the Mueller investigation as a witch hunt. This is a clear response to his fear that the democratically controlled House is going to up the ante on the investigation. Also, there was a tweet by Trump too. Um, the guy you're looking for, look, the name is Whitaker. The Whitaker is now the person who's taking over. Um, there was a tweet that he had tweeted out too. It says, if the Democrats think they're going to waste taxpayer money investigating oh, us at the House level, then we will likewise be forced to consider investigating them for all the leaks of classified information and much else at the Senate level. Two can play at that game. So he recognizes early on that he's going to try to push back against this stuff because he knows what's coming. He knows exactly what's coming. Doesn't it sound, that tweet is so telling. Like, doesn't it sound like you're supposed to overlook my trespasses so I can That's overlook exactly your it. That's trespasses. exactly it. It is It is one hand washes the other right. in, in, in out here in corrupt land. And he seems to be genuinely appalled that like, you can't call me out on my corruption. I'll call you out on yours. And, and it's like, there's like uncorrupted people who are like, yeah, I'm okay with all of this. That is exactly what I was going to say. Like fucking do it then. Let's do it. Let's get it all out in the open. Right. Let's stop trying to thwart investigations. Let's see what invest where investigations lead us. Let's have more investigations, not less. I, I love, I love too that like, he's like, oh, if you're going to waste taxpayer money, I'll waste taxpayer I'll money too. Well. Don't make me waste it. Don't don't you make me waste this taxpayer I money. I will blow through it faster than you can even imagine. I will turn Steve King's district around. I'm in a gold plate Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. That's <laughs> is that more. his wife? Mar-a-Lago? Uh, is there a difference? Who knows? He owns them both. Oh shit. <laughs> I also wanted to I also wanted to talk about this. There was um eight new scientists elected to Congress this time. There's a 
There's a full list I'll put in the wait, notes. Wait, Christian scientists? <laughs> Real actual scientists, not what? we just put scientists in the name to make you think it's science. So there, there were eight new ones elected, yeah. so now we have seven. Yeah. Total. <laughs> exactly right. I think like yeah. at some point you have Steve to kill King one. cancels out a couple. You have of them. to kill one when you want to put any of them in. Who was the guy who had the snowball? Was that Steve? Inhofe. James Inhofe. Inhofe. Yeah. And then there's also an amateur paleontologist in New in oh, New Gingrich. Yeah. How how many real scientists do, do those guys cancel yeah. out? <laughs> They got to cross multiply for the idiots. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. You really do. It's more than one. I want to read though a couple of, just a couple of them. There's a computer programmer that uh, wound up winning in Nevada. Is that science? Oh, computer science. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, uh, an industrial engineer that won in Pennsylvania, sixth district. Oh my God. Please tell me it's one of the Mythbusters. Is it a Mythbuster? (laughs) Not a Mythbuster. Damn it. Damn it. That would be amazing. And uh, the other one I want to mention is in South Carolina's first district, they uh they elected an ocean scientist. Do you think, and I don't think it'll happen, but I'm just curious what you think. Like, do you think there should be educational prerequisites to being in Congress or to being president? So I I will say this. I totally fucking think there should be educational prerequisites to being a fucking congressperson or to being president. And I think they should be really, really high bars to cross. Like aggressively train your whole life and maybe still don't get there. Spectacularly difficultly high bars to cross. But I'm curious what your thoughts are. I don't disagree with high bars to cross. I know. I think high bars to cross are the way to go. Um, I think morally high bars, you know, I think vetting for people morally, you know, even just little in transgressions that may or may not even be legal, like illegal, right. where somebody does something and you're just like, oh, you know, this is a well-documented thing. And then you're like, because that ha- that does happen to, to congressmen when they blow up at people, they blow up at the wrong person and they filmed it or whatever. Right. That does happen. Right. So, and I also think too, like, you know, we should hold those people to a high moral standard. I also think you're absolutely right. Hold them to a high academic standard too. Would you vote for a high school dropout? It's not nothing against high school dropouts. I know school isn't for everybody, right? I get that. I understand school isn't for everybody. But do you want somebody who is a high school dropout to be in charge of the entire nation? I'm just not sure that people without a certain educational background can understand the complexity of the issues that they're being asked to decide on. I, that's why I agree. You I know? agree with and you. It's would, like, would you even accept somebody who didn't have a, 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 a like a college degree? To I wouldn't that accept level. every college. I wouldn't accept my college degree. I wouldn't accept example. mine. You know, I have a degree in English literature. What the fuck good does that do? Throw it away. Right. I, I think, you know, my my feeling is like, if you want to run for the highest seats in the land, like you should, you should have, off the top of my head, you should have a hard science. Yep. You should probably have a foreign language, yep. you know, and, and, and maybe something in poli-sci. I'll tell you this. You can't be a, a, a an airplane pilot unless you have 20-20 vision. Yeah, so it's just it's, it's just it's right. just gonna be self-selecting. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't be an Olympic bodybuilder unless you have the body. You can't be like a 30-pound winkling or whatever. Right. 90 Not pound winkling can, can bulk and do up it. that way. You yeah, can't right. do it. Like right. you just can't be that guy. It's okay. Sometimes there's physical, sometimes there's mental limitations. I can't get hired as a you know, a professor in philosophy because I don't have the requisite training to do it. Now, could it be open to me? Sure, it could be open to me, but I don't have the requisite training right now. You know, we we acknowledge this about the justices for the Supreme Court, sure. right? They they could probably technically nominate me. Yeah. Right? But I don't have a law talking degree. Yeah. And I've never been a judge and I've never been a lawyer. So that'd be a real bad decision because I wouldn't know what I was talking be about. A horrible decision. I wonder if like, if we should not have and if not structurally, if we shouldn't insist socially 
um, at this point on saying like, no, I won't accept a candidate who doesn't have an educational background that tells me that they are qualified to understand the decisions that they're fucking making. How do I understand what net neutrality really means? You know, if, if I don't have some background in tech and sociology, right. And how yeah. those two things interact. We should, when we are looking at candidates, we should not be trying to find the guy you most likely want to have a beer with. We shouldn't be looking for, you know, some dipshit cowboy everyman nonsense to be your guy. Yeah. Like you should find somebody who is like, wow, that dude is odd. That, that man I, or woman is out of my league. I feel the exact same way. I feel like we should be holding people, these people to a higher standard. I think like for the most part, we've just sort of been like, I, we don't care. And we are hiring for a very important job. Yeah. You would reject all the candidates that sent you a resume that did not have the requisite degree that you were looking for. If you're looking for a marketing job, even right, right. you're right. looking for a marketing job, and they start sending you if the if a if someone with a hard science degree sent you a a, a job application with a you know they didn't have any relevant experience for a job that you had, right. but they had you know they were super smart. They may be a fucking fucking Fulbright scholar or something. You know, like like really crazy. Yeah. I might be like, no, I. I don't need you. It doesn't match. Like right? you're not, you're not somebody right. I need. Right. I don't, I don't need anybody. I don't need a climatologist or whatever, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like, I say, bring back elitism. Yeah. Like I think elitism has a bad name. Yeah. I think the elite should be in charge. Yeah. They're elite for a reason. Cause they're not like you and I. Now the concern obviously is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain and, you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored wrapper for your Whopper. So this story is fucking crazy. It's from pinknews.co.uk. A Republican lawmaker admits writing Death to Gays Manifesto. This is a relatively short article. See, so I thought I'd kind of read most of this article because sure. it's just so fucking unbelievable. Sure. A Republican state lawmaker has admitted that he wrote a manifesto for a holy war that calls for supporters of gay marriage to be murdered. That sounds a little hyperbolic. It so does. Let's, let's, let's take a little deep. You got to make sure we unpack this. Representative Matt Shea, a pro-Trump Republican who represents the 4th District in the Washington State House of Representatives, on Wednesday admitted that he wrote a four-page document titled The Biblical Basis for War. A okay. four-page four document. Is this his novel? This? I thought the same thing like me. If I'm writing, a, if I'm writing an angry, violent screed... And calling it a manifesto, manifesto, like I'm some fucking third year philosophy major who's fucking pissed off at the world and about to send a bomb to a stranger. My fucking manifesto would be over 30 pages. You could print this at home on one piece of paper and fold it <laughs> and make it a make it a tiny little book. Are you kidding me? Four page manifesto. Four page manifesto. You would. Uh, there was many, many uh, classes that I took where the teacher would have handed that paper right back to me. <laughs> yeah. Like nice. Yeah. Nice introduction. Yeah. That's great. But you haven't begun your work yet. <laughs> Biblical pages. basis for war. Four I can knock this out in a thousand words. What do you think guys? Yeah. You know, and maybe he's like, maybe he's like a newspaper writer where he's, you know, he thinks the editor's going to cut it down. So he wants to get it there in you go. He's cut, under yeah. a word count rather than over a word count. This is going to be a fucking Facebook post. Yeah. <laughs> to trim it down for Twitter. <laughs> Hates gays. That's it. How many characters do I get on yeah. Instagram? What kind of hashtag? Kill gays? Is that a good one? I don't know. The manifesto outlines a plan for a Christian holy army to conduct a biblical war against non-believers, mm. carrying out a census of all able-bodied males aged 18 to 45. 
I guess they don't need a census of just everybody. Right, yeah, just a couple of them. The men would then be required to agree to the Army's terms of service, terms of justice and righteousness, which state, quote, stop all abortions, no same-sex marriage, no idolatry or occultism, no communism, must obey biblical law. I thought to myself, couldn't you have skipped that and gotten this down to three and a half pages if you just wrote must obey biblical law? The rest (laughs) of those are encompassed in that one phrase. (laughs) Also, how do you sign up for the terms of justice and righteousness? Is there like one of those captcha pictures that comes (laughs) up afterwards? Not a robot. And there's like all, like there's a bunch of dicks and you have to tell them how many dicks. (laughs) But if you notice one, you're gay, so they kill you. So... Those who agree, quote, must pay share of work, must Wait. pay share oh. of work. This guy didn't taxes. even proofread his four-page paper, oh, Tom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, the That's squiggles. A it's a direct quote, for Christ's sakes. The squiggles mean you fucked it up. The document uh, explains before adding, quote, if they do not yield, kill all males. Oh, that sounds, uh-huh. That sounds, yeah. that sounds like the violent left to me. No. <laughs> Right, exactly, right? Yeah, and then we're going to compare this to people that want to make a cake or yeah. don't want to make yeah, a cake. I don't right. even remember because it doesn't matter. Yeah. This is somebody who wants to kill all exactly. the dudes. Right, yeah. I would also point out, like, if you're just like a woman in this crazy dystopian nightmare society and you don't want to, like, believe these things, are you off scot-free? Oh, no. In, in fan, uh, it's uh, enforced monogamy for you. Oh, actually. right, yeah. Okay, so Jordan <laughs> Peterson's vice president. All right. So... Um, the document was published by the Spokesman Review after being leaked by associates of Shea. Nice associates. It's unclear when precisely the document was penned. Spokane County Sheriff, some guy, told the Spokesman Review on Wednesday the document was a, quote, how-to manual consistent with the ideology and operating philosophy of the Christian Identity Aryan Nations Movement. Have you scroll down a little bit. He was given the... Uh, Hold this, on, let's read some of these. I want to read... Uh, why don't you read these well, 10 rules of oh, war, yeah, Okay, so here are his 10 rules of yeah. war. Okay, this is fucking insane. Uh, and this is an outline format, yeah, by the way. A, so yeah. it's just, this is so, so, so he could take up more space on his four-page paper, a little longer. He also probably increased the font size. <laughs> right, double space. It's double space. Is this at 1.15 you know spacing or one space? Bring the margins yeah. in on all sides. Bring the margins in, in. By a quarter inch <laughs> on each side, hoping the teacher wouldn't notice. Fine. Did you ever do that? You probably didn't because uh, you're a good writer. So yeah, you probably I didn't, never I didn't do, do that, that too much. Like, yeah, I did do that with, one time. Fudge with things I did to it get one the page time. length? Yeah, no, I, I messed with the fonts a little bit. I chose a different font that gave me an extra, like, you know, page. Not a full page, but like another half page yeah. because certain fonts were different. So I chose the one that's, uh, it's more like, uh, I think it's called Lucind, which is like, okay. it, it looks, so it, it, it's it's a longer I yeah, think they it, call that kerning. I don't know exactly what the type, the name of that but is. It's but a little it, bit it makes more it space wider. Each yeah, letter. it makes yeah. it wider. Yeah. That's so, smart. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't actually change the font size. I just chose a different font and it went. I would just go back in and add extraneous sentences like, <laughs> oh, I bet I could say this again in a different way. It's just call a teacher an asshole. <laughs> you know, they're, like, they're not gonna read it anyway. What do they care? When I was in high school, my buddy and I would play a game where uh I would say, All right, you gotta write uh, your next paper and you have to include the phrase scratch and sniff sticker. Really? And he would do the same thing. He'd give me a challenge phrase <gasps> and I would have to include, you know, no shit. Uh, punch bug. And I'd be like, okay, I got to write, you know, about Arthur Miller's crucible and I got to write scratch and sniff sticker into my, yeah, yeah, into my yeah, essay yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We used to fuck with each other all the That's time. That's fucking awesome. And it was fun. It was actually yeah. like, a, like, you'd be like, I got to come up with a metaphor. 
that I get to use scratches. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. it got us, you know, writing. <laughs> it got you through high school without killing yourself. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So the 10 rules of war, uh, 10 rules of war. You'd think by the way, we would start with one. So let's start with yeah. a, yeah, I'll start with <laughs> because there's evidently not <laughs> the rules of war, one. a through C subsection up to six. I hate this man. <laughs> 10 rules of war. A conduct a census of all able-bodied males, 18 to 45. Okay. One identify exceptions, exemptions. See above uh, two appoint captains of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. I don't, I don't know. So like everybody's a captain, but that some captains have 10 recruits underneath them. I don't. Then a bigger captain has 50. Why not, why not name them differently? Like, why not have lieutenants, oh, captains? So like, like, like a an actual, hierarchy like, of rank? Like, 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 yeah, you would do if you were going to use they, more. Uh, B, avoid bloodshed if possible. Okay, no, but okay. We, we, don't worry because we're going to get to that. C, make an offer of peace before declaring war. Subsection one, not a negotiation or compromise <laughs> of righteousness. <laughs> worst contract you ever signed. You're just looking at it over you're like, I don't want to sign this. Subsection two. Must surrender on terms of justice and righteousness. Okay. One, stop all abortions. Two, same-sex, no same-sex marriage. Three, no idolatry or occultism. Four, no communism. Wait. And five, must obey biblical Wait, law. no communism? Oh, yeah, because when Jesus split the bread and loaves, he charged everybody. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, Guys, that's 50 cents. Well, you got to pitch in. Jesus actually wrote about communism before Marx had invented it. Yeah. And it was like a whole thing. Yeah. And people were very confused for like almost 2,000 years. <laughs> All right. What yeah. that fucking oh, yeah. phrase was. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then, and he, yeah. yeah. So when, when, he, when he has the bread and fish, is that the means of production that he was seized? <laughs> I don't know. They seize his hand. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's the means of production. Let me go. I got exactly. it before a miracle. Yeah. All right. And when he when he creates the bread and loaves, what I think he does is he just pushes it through the holes in his hands and it cuts and it comes it into out. pieces. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then Do you, you want could, the slice? Hang it's on. Easier. Yeah. One's a toast, one's a slice. It's easier so to he can distribute go, the he can go full when bagel. He, when he mashes the locks through <laughs> his hand, it just like squirts out like it's in a pastry bag. All right. Three. If they yield, must pay share of work or taxes. Their share or just I share? A share. No, it doesn't even say a share. Pardon me. Must share. Pay share. Mace pay share. Hey, buddy, fucking maybe look this, this over once. Four, if they do not yield, <laughs> kill all males. Kill all males. Uh, I just am curious how section four relates to B, avoid bloodshed. <laughs> I know. It feels like it, like it kind of went a, a little bit off the rails in your own document. He didn't even make it down 10 lines before he's already fucking oh, off the rails. Up. All right. So Kinesiovich or whatever was given the document in August and he said he gave it straight to the FBI. The FBI and the Joint Terrorism Task Force told KHQ that the document is being reviewed. Shea, this asshole who wrote it, is a strong opponent of LGBTQ rights, probably because he's so gay. Look at um, him. He's making a little face. Like I know. Yeah. Scroll up just You know he won, right? He won. So I I don't know. This is, I mean, this article came out uh days before the election. It was on the 2nd of November, but I looked it up. And, he won. Uh, he won. He won. So nothing matters. He won by like 50, he like 58% vote for him too. <sighs> All right. By so, the way, also want to point out if you're, you know, you're still, you know, you, you haven't tightened that news completely. 50,000 votes for the Nazi here in Illinois. 
Really? 50,000 50,000 people voted for a professed Nazi? 50,000 votes voted for fucking Arthur fucking McShitbag you know, or whatever If that doesn't is. tell you how much people just vote their team. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, that's I just exactly vote my team. Yep. Who's on your team? I don't care who's on my team. The same thing here. If, yeah. I, if you heard this about any Democratic candidate, I would immediately be like, nope, that's yeah, not my no, guy. No. If I saw like an, like an ad that listed this, I'd be like, nope, not what? my dude. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. This guy's got a job still. He would shoot, this guy would be fired from your work if he wrote Absolutely, this. Right? Absolutely, right? This guy would be fired from my work if he wrote this. If I found this, if I found this on somebody's desk, I'd be like, well, you gotta pack your oh, shit. Time to go. go. Time to go. Yeah. He admitted to writing this, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 So, yeah, long story, not even short. He admitted to writing this. <laughs> it's a long story. <clears throat> it's a long story. Everybody has a way of interpreting them to be the truth or not true. There, there's no such thing, unfortunately, more of fact. This story is from deadstate.org. Christian TV host, if Dems win the midterms, they'll burn down churches and kill thousands of Christians. Uh, Who do you think? Did that happen? Who do you think? Rick Wiles, buddy. Did, did that happen, though? Because uh, this none of his we, predictions we ever did, come true. We did win the midterms. We did. Well, how do you define? I like this. How oh, do you define win the midterms? Win we the won the House, didn't yeah, win yeah. the Senate. So yeah, it's the wiggly shit, right? Mm. All right, so let's let's hear Rick Wiles is from his uh, stupid fucking site, True News. This this Marxist communist antichrist revolution that is. In- Where is he talking about? Oh, I no, yeah, Argentina. I have literally no idea. No, I have, I have no idea. I, he doesn't have any idea. He, the, these guys like anything that isn't give all the money to Amazon.com. Yeah, they don't know what to do. <laughs> They just, they have no idea what to do. Like, I don't know, did Pfizer get your money? Because if not, we don't know what to do. They Any any attempt to, like, tax people in order to pay for a social program, they identify as communism because they don't know what communism is. They have is. no idea. They have no idea. Or they know, and they know the listeners don't they, know. They, yeah, because right? it's a boogeyman. It's, it's a one boogie. of those things that mm-hmm. you can say and scares people enough. Right. You were, you were, uh, you did some research on how many people, uh, the young generation are actually for social programs. They're for social. The younger generation is the largest voting block and they're, and they're for social yeah. programs in a huge way. Yeah. Wildly pro most social issues that the, the, the millennials and then the post-millennial generation are, um, very much not only left leaning, but progressive leaning. Um, and they, you know, they, Issues that matter the most to them are gun control, reforms in the way that education is financed, um, and single-payer health care. So, I mean, we're talking about deeply progressive left-leaning issues. Absolutely. Socialist issues. That's what they care about. Yeah. 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 Totally socialist issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because a couple of people, and I was reading through some of the chat stuff yesterday when we were asking people... um, why didn't you vote? Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you vote? And a lot of people were saying like, they, they felt like it, it wasn't going to do anything. But you know, one of the things that, that you mentioned is this is a large slip voting block. All it would take is you to just realize it will do something and it will yeah, because you are the largest yeah, voting block. That's, that's literally all it takes. Like, and I, and I, I said it yesterday, but I, it bears repeating in case you didn't hear the live thing. That young people are in control completely. Yeah. And what they have done is they have, seated control. They have, they have all the political power in this country and all they don't, it, all they either it. don't know it, all of it, they don't believe it or they don't act on it, but they have it. Yeah. Just numerically, right. they have all of yeah. the power, not a little bit. Yeah. They have a vast majority of the, of the voting block is, is millennials and post millennials. They have all the power to decide the fate and the future and the direction of this country. They'd simply choose to hand it over to the baby boomers. Yeah. 
They that's, let them drive. They're not letting, even me and you. You're letting grandpa yeah. drive. Yes. You're letting grandpa drive. You're saying, hey, I know that you don't stand for the same issues, but I would rather just not. Yeah. And so you're right. It's got to be either, either laziness or it's got to be that they don't think that they have it. They don't realize yeah. it. But I'm, I, I'm here to tell you, you do. Yeah. You do. You, numerically. You do. You guys are winning. You're it. Yeah. Tag, you just, you're it. It's your turn now. Right. It's your turn. Easiest race you've ever run yeah. in your life. Yeah. You just have to all show up. Yeah. All you have to do is just walk to the polls. And then you win. It's the easiest you, way to be a get, superhero. You get everything you want yeah. every time you want it. Yep. All you have to do is show up. Yep. Because, and, and the thing is like, all it would take, all it would ever, all it would take for the entire landscape of American politics to fundamentally shift is for one Big area, big race to overwhelmingly be decided by Gen X, post Gen X people. So, yeah. uh, you know, let's say in Florida, every all those young people showed up in mass. They just fucking record numbers of fucking young people showed up. And Terry Gillum didn't just win, but he crushed it 70 30, 70% 30. That's literally all it would take to change the entire landscape of American politics because every Democrat running from then on out would realize. The power, they would study Gillum's technique, and then the, those populist social issues would become the only thing yeah. anybody talked about. Well, and it's scaring yeah. the shit out of this guy. It is. It's, it's scaring the shit out of this guy. This should scare Republicans, right? Because Republicans, is, I mean, I know it's been said before, but really, like, generationally, this is a last gasp. Yeah. Because the the not only, like, the issues that Republicans vote and win on those are issues that old people who are dying, literally just dying off and are numerically less significant. Yeah. Those are their issues. So they're, they're holding on to power with a set of messages that are either going to need to fundamentally shift to the left or they're going to have to, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How else do they remain relevant in nine, 10 years when folks like my dad, who's 71, Ages out of the, yeah, they just out, out of the, of the pool. You're out of the pool. Yeah. And we talked about it as well. One of the things that we mentioned, you know, another thing too, is that there's for the, the last election, there was more people who voted in the last election than any of the elections before it. But the voter turnout was very low. On it a percentage was low. Basis, on a percentage basis, yeah. the voter turnout was low, but it was more people that voted in that election than any other election before it. And that's just, I mean, it's just because yeah. the population's growing and the millennial base is huge. Yeah, the millennials are so many more than huge. the boomers. Huge. Yeah. In full bloom in the United States of America. Folks, make no mistake about it. This thing is anti-Christian. Yes. They hate God. These people are against God. These people love to... Who are they again? I don't know. It's I'm, unclear to so me. Those, I think he's talking about Democrats because he's, he's clearly talking about if Democrats get in, you yeah. know, so maybe they hate, maybe he's talking about Democrats hating God, I guess. You know, but that's like one of those things that they that they constantly harp on is like that they just hate God, just hate God. And it's like, no, we just don't care about your God. What we just want is everybody to not care about God in the same way yeah. so that they're not pushing one God over another God. I do remember when the people were hungry and Jesus said, well, do you have any cash? Yeah. Is there, you know, hey. I do remember that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what, can you, what can you give me? Yeah. These people love to abort babies. I mean, who I don't loves, love it. Who loves to abort babies? If, they, if you love to abort babies, why wouldn't you? Why would there be? Why wouldn't there be zero amounts of female birth control then? If people love to abort babies, wouldn't there just be like, well, we don't need that. We're just going to get rid of it anyway. I'm just going to coat hanger the fuck oh, out of this God. thing in a month. Nothing like cramps. <laughs> said nobody <laughs> under any circumstances. Look, I mean, like, thing is, like, I think if you need an abortion, that's a really good. Like, 
you go get the abortion. You had a good day. Like you need an abortion. You got, you got an abortion. Yeah, that's better than I needed an abortion and I didn't get yeah, the I abortion. Didn't get it. It's a fucking million times better. Yeah, I don't think anybody's like, oh man, like we could go out to the club, but I don't know. I thought I'd get uh, pregnant and then go have an abortion. So instead. psyched for this abortion. It's God, gonna it's gonna be, gonna be so sweet. I'm, I'm having got, an abortion party. Can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna actually live stream it on Instagram. So if you want to check it out. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna post pictures of my abortion and call myself an unmother. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag coat hanger. <laughs> they love to promote sexual immorality. They they're everything that drives what kind? Yeah, I mean, hey, sure. Sounds good. I, why also, why is that any of your fucking business? Yeah. Curious what, yeah. what the I, the immorality, of course, is is gay well, stuff. It's not lesbian stuff. It's not rape. We all like looking it's at not that. rape. Yeah, they don't give a shit right? about You know that. what I mean? It's right? not yeah. it's not yeah, they don't give a it's shit. It's not actual sexual immorality, immorality right? right? Yeah. Where it, it it actually injures another person. Right. It's not that. Well unless it has to do with children, they're doing the Pizzagate thing. Yeah, but even that, like it's not the sexual immorality that's leveled at children time and time and time and time and time and time and time again by every organized church yeah. across the entire country from the Catholics to the Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. to the Mormons to the Mormons yeah. to the name any one of them and they all have a fucking child sex scandal it's not that yeah that they're they're not like saying hey yeah. you know what maybe it's not there's that something sexual here morality no. right yeah instead it's like those dudes kissed and yeah. then mama pants are tied is in opposition to God yes. and his moral laws that is the centerpiece of their agenda. They see God as the problem. Yes. They see. Okay. This, yeah. So. Yeah. That's I, the thing is like, they don't want you to be able to do that. They don't want you to look at their imaginary friend and be like, no, I don't fucking believe in that. It's dumb. Yeah. I like, I'll, I'll take a page from, from, I'm, I'm hearing Noah's voice in my head, which it, 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 it's gross, but I'm hearing Noah's voice in my head. It's like, yeah, it, it's, it's only religion or it's religion is one of the major factors that like causes good people to do these kinds of to do this shitty, things, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I got a problem with yeah, it. Me too. Hence this show. Me too. God as the problem. Listen to me. Every nation that has been taken over by Marxist communists. So Russia, is that super redundant? China, it Marxist is like a time machine yeah. or it's Racist yeah. South, like we mentioned earlier. Is he redundantly repeating that? I think. <laughs> <laughs> he should reiterate see, this iteration. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so Russia, which mm -hmm. is not China anymore. China. Cuba. Cuba. Uh, Cambodia at one point. Laos, maybe. Yeah, I know. Vietnam. Know. Mm hmm Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Korea. Is Korea one or no? Is that... It's communist. Well, I don't know. The state controls everything. And doesn't give anything out to anyone. I don't know what you call that. It's not anything. Like autocratic that's just like, dictatorship. That's mine, not yeah. yours. Yeah, right. that's what it is. Yeah. That's just what's yours is mine, and, and what's what, mine is mine. <laughs> go spend three and that's generations. A landmine. <laughs> go spend, yeah, go spend three generations in a yeah. in a camp. Enjoy your rock soup. Eat this piece of grass or bark. <laughs> Oh, we're having nothing with air yeah. sauce again. Delicious. That's what I had for breakfast. Delicious. No, but I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, what are those countries? Because he's saying every single one you see, and you're just like, I, the, our we our lifetime hasn't yielded one. Yeah, and 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 interestingly, like in that case, like if you count the actual communist nations, they were not strictly, as you mentioned, not strictly Marxist communist nations, and then you exclude heavily socialist nations, and he's. Railing against social programs, of course, not communist programs. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. Like Sweden's doing pretty sweet. 
Norway's all right. Yeah. Finland's happy. Yeah. You know, like we're just skipping. We're skipping the examples we don't like. Yeah. Because it makes us feel yeah, weird. So we want to talk about ones that are happening in South America. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. what we want to talk yes, about. Yes. Exactly. They immediately kill the pastors. They immediately kill Christians. They immediately burn the churches. Why? Because the cross. Like, like I said earlier, I don't think we're talking about communist countries. No. And also, you can go to church in Finland. So. <laughs> this is their enemy. Do not be fooled by what's happening in America. The people, these anarchists in America. What, now they're anarchists? Wait, I thought they were communists. No, they're communist anarchists, which might seem diametrically opposed to one another just on fundamental principles, Cecil. But if you say two scary words next to each other, it makes it's those like a, words scary. It's like a magic spell you're casting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you say something that sounds Latin, it's yeah, like right, immediately yeah. magic. Their enemy is not the Republican Party. Their enemy isn't corporations. Their okay. enemy is the church. Oh, yeah. They're coming against the church. Yes. No, That's gross. Nobody, literally nobody cares about the church. The only time anybody cares about the church is when they're causing harm to people that are innocent or when they are uh, pushing their beliefs onto a large swath of the population. Other than that, like, would you ever think about the Catholic Church even existing? I wouldn't. Think you wouldn't about even any notice church. it. No. You wouldn't even yeah. notice right. it, right? It would, it, would, it would have no, I barely notice it now. Yeah. To be honest, if you and I didn't do this show, I, I would I would not find issues of the, I would, I would, it would never even rise to my attention. Wouldn't even care about it. Would never yeah. rise to my It's attention. the same thing. Like, yeah. it'd be like NBA scores to you. Right. You would just be like, I, I just don't I care. Don't like, it. I literally don't even care. Yeah. Like, it's those guys bouncing a ball around yep. that didn't include me. The end. Yep. And that's, that's it. You're it, exactly right. It's the yeah. same thing. Yep. But instead, it's like, but suddenly if we're trying to like, you know, make sure that everybody has to do a slam dunk on the way to work every morning <laughs> or something, well, there's a problem. This is a guy, though, who wants to be important mm -hmm. and he wants like his worldview to be the center, like the yeah. hub, yeah. because the church is the hub for him. And I think like these guys don't understand. It's like it's not like the church is not the hub of my life in that I am constantly feeling this sense of vehement rage and opposition. Like the hub of my life is me. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. this crazy set of made up ideas in a building where people you know, pretend grape juice is blood. Like <laughs> that's not my thing. And I've been warning people for years and years and years. You better get ready. You better be prepared. If these people ever get power, they're going to slaughter tens of thousands of pastors. Are we talking about the Democrats? Because they they had that in two thousand eight. They they basically had all of it. I don't. Even, and they didn't slaughter yet a single pastor. I literally at this point am not sure who he's talking. About. I don't. Yeah, it's got to be the Democrats though, right? Because but, he's talking about the election. I, I know he's talking about the election, but at the same time, it's like. You, you, I can't. I can't make heads or tails out of it. I really can't. Like, does he? Is he genuinely conflating the Democratic Party in America with violent, anarchic communists, hell bent on the wholesale slaughter of Christians, of priests, and churches? Is that? Is is he genuinely saying that? I don't know. Has he ever had a book, like any book, like literally, or a manifesto, like a four page <laughs> four one? Pager? Whole four pager. We're gonna pull an all nighter to get your four pager done. <laughs>
What do the cliff notes for that thing He's look pop like? Popping Adderall. <laughs> trying to get through. Oh, say, it's four pages long, guys. It's really long. It's going to take me the whole night. Put on 30 more pots of coffee. Do you like to fuck? Well, the guys at Cognitive Dissonance want to help you out. It doesn't matter if you fuck yourself, someone else, or lots of someone else's. Their sponsor, AdamandEve.com, has all kinds of things to make fucking more interesting and more fun. Right now at AdamandEve.com, if you type in Glory at checkout, you get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. AdamandEve.com. Treat your genitals to a good time. Well, Tom, it is time yes, indeed. to do some vulgarity for charity. And we have invited the scathing atheist guys back on Noah, Heath, and Eli. How you guys doing? Hey, guys. I, oh, I am ready do this. to roast. <laughs> roast it. Speaking Woo! of which, you guys look like Beavis and Butthead was recast for diabetic Tolkien dwarves. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> See? I'm ready. Okay. You're my house. You look like... But- you guys look like Bert and Ernie as Civil War veterans. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was more obvious they were gay and on the Confederate side. Like, really? Oh, wow. okay. Obviously, obviously the Confederate side. All right. What side were you on? Anyway, uh, before we begin, tonight, a huge thanks to all of our donors. At this point, we have raised $15,034.82. What? No, wait, what was it? Wasn't the whole point for Eli to do it? <laughs> Did you think he rem- would remember that? Or I was working on my blog. Oh, no. it's, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Crushing it. That's going so well. If there's someone in your life cruising for an emotional bruising, send us a picture and some info along with proof of your donation to modestneeds.org. Send it to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com and you can join in the fun. But don't wait. We're doing them in order and the last day to donate is November 21st at midnight. Yeah, if you wait, we're going to sprinkle it out over other shows and you won't know where it is unless you listen to every episode of all of our shows. So get with it, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get with it, bitches. Is that what you said? I have used up 100% of the little funny I had on these jokes. Yeah, that, is, that is apparent. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Our first roast request comes from Brian and Mark, who would like a spit roasting of Jacob Wool. The whiz kid <laughs> whose attempts to oh, trap best. Robert Mueller so far have involved a bucket and some strength. So, he's so stupid. Have he's at him, so gentlemen. Bad. He's, he's so bad. The he's, he's, uh, he's a child prodigy. Thank you very much. <laughs> he looks like the kind of guy that would buy a patent for a necessary HIV medication and then raise the price by a couple thousand percent. <laughs> He looks like I could go to the hair product aisle of Walmart and start playing an oboe, and he'd rise up out of a jar of hair gel like a charmed cobra. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Cecil, D would like a roast for people who make hearts with their hands. Wait, what? Hand hearts. Yeah. I don't write these requests, Cecil. All right. All right. All right. People who make hearts with their hands do cross-country pilgrimages following in the footsteps of Guy Fieri. (laughs) People who make hearts with their hands also say bucko a lot, and they (laughs) constantly shooting finger guns. Uh, Hey, people who make hearts with their hands, how's it feel knowing that your Pinterest post will last longer than your relationship? (laughs) Yeah, and mostly because any of us could carry on a more interesting conversation than you by holding up random Cards Against Humanity cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, this one is right up your alley. Michael would like a roast 
for his abortion protesters. Oh, and he sent a little picture. There's this <laughs> sad ass group, a little old pathetic people. Okay, look, <laughs> I'm going to be a little more sympathetic than normal here because I see how this is hard to understand when you have fewer digits in your IQ than there are in computer code. And I, I know you guys are all still super proud of making that plus sign with your mom's piss. What with it being the last time you passed a fucking test. But <laughs> we're aborting them because they're fetuses. It's not just a thing we have against feeble weaklings with undeveloped brains that nobody wants. Yeah, okay? You're, you're, you're taking it personal. You shouldn't. It's not just that. <laughs> All right, Eli, Dawn would like a rose for her husband, Everett. This is his birthday present. <laughs> oh, because why settle for a blowjob when you can have people say mean things about you on the internet? <laughs> okay, Everett looks like he's always about to say country fried chicken. <laughs> He, he looks like the mugshot for the headline "Kids Menu Molester." <laughs> he looks he looks like the guy from Serenity traded his tricked out gun for waffles. Ooh, yes. um, happy birthday, Everett! Uh, here's hoping for many more, and that Dawn's eyesight never comes back, buddy. <laughs> All right, Tom. This one's for you. Okay. Matthew needs one of those signature Tom style. Soul-crushing tirades for his son's <laughs> biological father, who's apparently a giant uh, asshole. We'll give it. A, we'll give it a try. I don't know. Um, you know, most experts agree that men reserve expending their resources for the caretaking of their own children in order to further their genetic line. In fact, two hundred thousand years of evolution, the whole of human history, the success of the seven billion people that have populated every <laughs> corner of the earth is in part the result of this simple strategy. So, so heavy. You know you have to be a special kind of worthless shit when in defiance of nature itself, someone sees you as a father, wraps their arms protectively around your children and says, you know what? I've got this one. <laughs> Uh, also, you look like Guy Fieri's less successful older brother. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like the after picture for quitting heroin cold turkey. <laughs> but by eating literal cold turkeys. <laughs> All right. Next up, Justin gave us 100 bucks to roast Bruce Spear, pastor of Cross Point Church in Missoula, Montana. You remember this guy because his church put up a large campaign sign in support of Republican candidates for U.S. Senate and Congress. So, Cecil. Make it a good one. All right. So I just I want to just pause here on Cross Point Church. It doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. I mean, when no. Jesus was on the cross, he could only point north and south. That's <laughs> it. Right? Doesn't make any sense. But anyway, this guy, he looks like the Targaryen from Game of Thrones who was whose game was so bad he couldn't even score with any of his family members. So he decided to, <laughs> decided to become an insult with the Night's Wash or a <laughs> masturbator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, Eli. We got a special request for you. Uh, of course you did. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. From Ben to roast Cody, the wannabe alt rocker who fucked up his car and then robbed him. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, what? Tom isn't alt rocker roast enough. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. You would think so. Seems seems apparent, but apparently not. Actually. Okay. Okay. First of all, Cody. Nobody with your name rocks. Nobody, <laughs> nobody with your name does anything but die of a childhood peanut allergy. And sadly, for all of us, Cody, you missed the boat on that one. Uh, and I know you think you look like Edward Cullen, but 
If you had played him or Jacob in the Twilight movies, I'd be on Team Steak, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no harder burn than admitting you've watched all the Twilight movies, Eli. Thank yeah. you. All right. <laughs> Noah, Chris would like a roasting for his PhD advisor, Steve, and we figured you're the one to make with the smart guy words to do it. All right. So, yeah, Chris is working on his dissertation on the effects of THC and CBD, and he can't just make his thesis statement. It would make you less of an asshole, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he's uh, not allowed to respond to the petty, disrespectful margin notes by pointing out that Steve looks like the janitor that got arrested for propositioning Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Tom, in similar fashion, Ryan gave us 55 bucks to roast his boss, but can you do that in sweet, sweet corporate speak? Ugh, all right, I'll, I'll try. Um, you know, we do consider it to be one of our core competencies to only tell the truth here on Vulgarity for Charity, to invest only in the kinds of synergistic collaborations that create real buy-in. And <laughs> to that end, Ryan, I feel empowered to say that your boss has no downstream potential. <laughs> Any real attempt to quantify how truly lacking in basic human decency he is would be boiling the ocean. No movement towards scalability could capture the depth of his ignorance, the fragility of his masculinity, or the creepiness of his goatee. <laughs> Oh, dude looks like he threatens to give a hooker's one star on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I need a toothbrush to get that out of my mouth. All right, Heath. Yeah. Your ex-girlfriend gave us $13? Making her fuck you. Literally you the $13? only dollars. What the fuck is wrong with you? Bucks. All right. $13. Crushing $13. It. Don't your parents uh, have money? They... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would I be dating? Tell her? them it's for art school. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe that fashion career isn't taking off. Uh, making her literally the only person. The to only donate. person. Less well, than wait, no, Eli, your yeah. mom also did it. She just sent it to the wrong place. <laughs> she did. My mom donated money to our PayPal. <laughs> Not my mom's need. She says, she says in the note, this is for vulgarity for charity. Here's 25 bucks and sold whoever you want. And I'm like, I, I guess I bet I know who Eli's going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And luckily for her, and I mean, let's be honest, all of us, Hunter is a god among men and donated 500 bucks to make up for the lazy, the poor, and the incurably stupid. I Five won't say bucks. which one of those your ex is, but I have seen her almost drown in a glass of ice water. So are you ready to wreck your second chance? She did turn that cup inside out at the end of the almost drowning. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, Rachel looks like someone who Needs to write a check for 37 fucking more dollars. What are you doing? <laughs> Grow up. Maybe round up some of the plague rats that are feasting on the chicken bones and half-eaten yogurt containers that are strewn about your apartment between fucking layers of straw and sell those rats to a pet store. I don't know. You can find $37 somehow in your life. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Uh, Rachel looks like if the nose broke off the Sphinx to go find itself in New York, but instead it ended up making winter jackets for Walmart. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Be nice, guys. Rachel spent that extra $37 on unlimited cellular minutes. <laughs> hey, hey, Rachel, you can give it to the needy. Nobody fucking wants to talk to you. <laughs> or actually, hey, maybe give those minutes to uh, your mom. 
Just, I, I would agree. <laughs> she's, she's a little closer to my age. She's attractive. <laughs> All right. Well, with Heath firmly committed to the bachelor life, let's turn things over to our first celebrity guest roaster, Seth Andrews of the Thinking Atheist podcast. Hey, this is Seth Andrews, host of the Thinking Atheist radio podcast. For the record, I wrote none of these. I wash my hands of all of them, okay? Jeff wrote in asking for a roast of himself, and he wanted it read by me. So, okay, here you go. And thank you for your donation, Jeff. And thanks for making this easy by looking like the snooty butler in a Chinese opera. You know, they say everyone owes 1% of their DNA to Genghis Khan. Well, now we know who got the other 99%. It was Jeff. Next up, Taru gave 232 bones to the cause in order to roast Sean Hannity. But Jesus Christ, what can be said about Sean Hannity that has not already been said about Mark Wahlberg's diarrhea? Sean Hannity looks like if Augustus Gloop's ghost had fallen into a river of cum instead of chocolate. The only thing worse than his looks is his choice of legal defense. And finally, Johanna donated $165 to give for her co-worker Junji, which I think seems unfair. I mean, he's done so much good for atheism. With a name in the face of an old-timey racist cartoon sidekick, how can you not love this guy? Junji, you look like Jackie Chan's stunt double in a hot dog eating contest. And while Johanna tells me that you spend most of your workday sitting on your ass playing video games, you seem to me like the kind of guy who plays the campaign of black ops on easy and then logs on to tell everybody, hey, I'm online. This is Seth Andrews of the Thinking Atheist Podcast, and there has got to be a better way for us to raise money. All right. Thank you, Seth. All right. Next up, we got a donation from Jared asking us to roast Jean-Benet Ramsey. Eli, now is your chance. <laughs> really? No. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jean-Benet Ramsey. Um, Katy Perry looks like Justin Bieber's personality. <laughs> okay, Eli, for realsies this time uh, Joe gave us money to roast his family So, have at him Alright, I mean, there's so much to work with here But he did only give us 50 bucks So I, I, I gotta do a three for one I, I, Can you ever not be Jewish? Cecil, you sound just like Joe's family uh, How about this? <laughs> um, your family looks like they went to get The family photo taken at the mall But Two of them were just in it for the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> they look like if the Manson family had just decided to kill the working class, like <laughs> earlier that afternoon from the picture we saw. They look like somebody should caption the photo before the daddy-daughter purity ball massacre. <laughs> oh, massacre. Yeah, your sister looks like she's going to wake up like tomorrow and look like your mom. And she'll have to develop a personality at that point. But no, she won't. She will not. And then she'll stand on the wrong side of the Confederate statue rally on the opposite side of the street and get hit by a car. And she'll know the Nazi who drove it. They'll both have a little laugh. <laughs> but then she'll die. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. From the car. Okay, Tom, I got one for you. Chris okay. donated 50 bucks for us to roast Cecil for not being my best friend. What, what say you, Tom? You want to do I one of your big 
Long. I don't know. I mean, like, what am I supposed to say? Cecil and I have been close friends for over 20 years. So clearly he makes terrible decisions. I don't. <laughs> feels like that shouldn't count. Just a hurtful thing to say. Okay. <laughs> Spirit. Speaking of the devil, Cecil. Yeah. It happens all the time. It's the beard. Huh? Yeah. It's um, beard. Pointy. <laughs> it's pointy. Very much. <laughs> Ashley would like a rose for her ex-husband. Her ex-husband looks like someone shit out all the least attractive parts of Andre the Giant and then rearranged <laughs> him in the most offensive way you can. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Sam Kinison trying to sell Amway that day. <laughs> Put on a shirt with a collar. Okay, Noah, this next one is for you. Uh, Crouchy would like a rose for Australian politician Lyle Shelton. Oh, wow. How will I ever make fun of a professional homophobe whose Wikipedia bullet points included he campaigned against the safe schools program? He did. That's um, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Lyle Shelton looks like Steve Young got eaten by a wombat and shit out whole. <laughs> but he, <laughs> but like, <laughs> the most offensive thing about this guy is this guy, though, right? <laughs> he makes his living shouting to everybody who will listen about how gay he isn't. <laughs> Honestly, he looks like a naked mole rat found clothing. Like the first time, <laughs> like a naked mole rat broke into men's warehouse and got a <laughs> shitty suit. And he definitely should not, but he likes the way he looks. He's proud, <laughs> but he should not. Be. Yeah, he's the world's longest setup to straight bait porn. Yeah. Just like, all right, 26 years, I get it. This is good. All right, well, uh, I feel good and warmed up, which means it is time for a mini challenge round. Mini challenge. Did you do the boomy voice? I did not do the boomy voice. I hate you. All right. This mini <laughs> challenge is for the man children. Oh, Pete, that's us. I know. I know. All right, Eli. <laughs> Natalie would like a roast for her pug, Pete. Heath Dustin would like a roast for his dog, Lucy. No, no, no. Can we, like, switch no, it no, up? No, or no, no, no. No switchies. What? No switchies. No. Okay, but I already can did we it. point oh, out? Damn it. No, no. You can't point out that they are the bestest boy or girl. It's a dog. Who cares? Cruel. <laughs> Hateful and cruel. Okay. You. Uh, Pete looks like breathing for him is as hard as it is to love him. I didn't mean it, Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, Lucy is the bestest girl. Fuck. Okay, no. Lucy <laughs> Lucy looks like uh, a giant blackberry went bad under the fridge for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get friendly. We've got some folks who sent in their friend for a proper shake and bake. So the following insults must begin with, with friends like these. Now, Noah, you're up first. Are you ready? As I'll ever be. All right. Derek would like a roast for his friend, Brad. Okay. Well, Brad is a self-loathing Oregon hipster who probably talks to you about how it's best to listen to podcasts on vinyl. <laughs> and he fucking looks like Domenico Dolce fucked Groot. So <laughs> I'm going to guess with friends like these, who needs melatonin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cecil, got an insult from Jeremy to his buddy Josh? All right, so Josh looks like he can't decide on a personal style. He vacillates between coked up, just out of jail, Robert Downey Jr. or post-rape, afterglow, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess with friends like these, who needs Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and Eli, Kenny would like you to roast Ryan. Okay, uh, for this one, you got to understand that Ryan likes to dress up as a pirate and is the pinkest human I have ever seen. <laughs> so uh, with friends like these, who needs vitamin C? Seriously, Ryan, there's authentic and there's authentic. Look like you're about to tie together a Dutch wife made of your own feet. 
That episode actually isn't coming out in a couple weeks, so. Okay, well, Ryan, you check back in then, because that was a sweet burn. <laughs> sweet burn, Ryan, I just gave you. Time's linear direction. It's always getting in the way of your jokes. Thank you. Noah. All right. All right. Uh, I want to go. I want to go. I'm going to go next uh, because I know that to really hurt someone, it helps to love them just a little bit too. That, that fucks with their head. All right. This one goes out to Corey from Kevin. So uh, with friends like Corey, who needs insulin? Well, actually, probably Corey for real. I've never seen someone before who looks so much like they got into a fight with a flavor injector and lost. <laughs> all right. Heath, one last friendship. For you to destroy. Uh, give us some All sauce right. to throw from Colin to his friend Jay. Now, here's a picture of Jay holding a filthy looking dessert product. All right. Uh, Jay looks like he just finished coming inside several dozen pink marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> and he's about Ew. to eat the last one. He's eat all of them except the last <laughs> oh, one. He's no. holding the last one. Also, his cum is partially green, is apparently. Weird. So basically, <laughs> the most epic failure of the Stanford marshmallow test in the history of psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> also, he failed the test about not having green cum. That test he also did. So with friends like these, who needs green cum, I guess? <laughs> All right, Cecil, this next one is for you. Keith would like us to roast him. So do your worst. All right, Keith, you look like a fucking Republican. <laughs> no, but seriously, you look like the kind of guy who long ago decided that the best public service you could do is sort of cover up your face with as much hair as you possibly can. <laughs> Trust me, it takes one to know one. He looks like a member of the Lollipop Guild fell asleep in the sun for like 50 years of sun somehow. <laughs> he's, he's rumple stilt skin cancer. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, oh, so good. You look like the guy, you look like the guy Kid Rock tried gay stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, since we're on the uh, topic of self-flagellation, I got one for you. Tim has requested we roast him. So go for it. Yeah. All right. But like, what the hell kind of self-centered narcissist when given the chance to have anyone in the entire world roasted, still can't take his limp, pathetic micro penis out of his own mouth long enough to utter the name of even one other person that he knows. <laughs> you know what kind of person? Tim. And what kind of boring, self-obsessed, incel recruitment manager would pause and scrape the Cheeto dust out of his foreskin long enough to email us and ask us to watch him jerk off like this? Tim. That's who. Tom's Tim. doing the thing. Tom's recycling the heat. <laughs> All right, Noah, let's turn this into a full-on circle jerk with you roasting Martina and her boyfriend who gave us a hundred bucks to help them self-immolate. You look like the couple Martin Shkreli pays to sit behind him and laugh at his sick burns. Also, <laughs> Martina is way more attractive than her boyfriend, and he's a chemist. I'm not saying those two things are related. I'm just saying, Martina, stop taking the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that will do it for the second installment. Wait, wait, Tom, uh, that's, that's it? Wait, that's what? What are you talking about? I don't know. The ending seemed kind of slapdash. We finished oh, with one of Anna's Elon. songs on the last one, you know? Oh, no, that's true. That's true. Well, wait, we could get one of our roasties to stand close to a fire pole, and then um, I can... I don't think it has to be related to our wives, Tom, that it's hey, just you not... Didn't, you didn't even let me 
Joel gave us $500 for me to roast Heath as Melania um, using as many puns as I can. No, no, I feel like the spirit of the whole thing isn't to like, Hell, we're not going to do like bucks, a We should bring out all the characters, okay, right? Maybe we just do like a quick agree, thing yeah. and we move on. We just do like a fast little Hit thing. Hit the close. doodly do, no. Cecil. God damn it. Well, hello. I'm Mar-a-Lago Trump. Um, Mrs. Trump, I'm pretty sure your name is Melania. We, we've Don't been over be silly, this. Jarrah Sockaby Janders. If my name wasn't Mar-a-Lago, why would Donald say it when he comes? Wow, that's that's vivid. That's very vivid. Yeah. Yeah. And Jan, we're here to talk about Heath Enright. You know, the tall one who loves ramen. Um, pretty sure he's a complicated person with a myriad of interests there, Melania. He's got lots of stuff going on besides that. Don't be silly, Sarah Jacoby Sanders. He just loves ramen. That's insulting to just dwell on that. And I'm Mike Pence. Fuck you. You're the worst. Go write another op-ed for the New York Times, Mike Pence. I I didn't. Yeah, you did. To look like a chave snitch from the Dr. Seuss book. That's absolutely accurate. You look like the Crypt Keeper's racist dad. You're gross. I thought we were doing Heath. Yeah, well, uh, Ian tossed him some dough for this one, so as uh, my brother used to say about a box full of puppies, this one's a twofer. Speaking of okay. two for okay. one. Oh my gosh, everybody, just inside got little girl. Hello, everyone. I'm a character from a different show that you only know about if you've been paying super close attention for a really long time. And I'm here to let you know that listening to Noah do inside out little girl's voice is the closest to the inside of a woman that Heath's been in at least eight months. Thanks, inside out little girl. Appreciate it. It's enough. Why, it's demon voice person that Tom does. Hey there. Hey, you know, you do like 45 characters and they're all like, they're just Cartman or an Australian. If you have to talk for longer than 30 seconds, it's... Do our, do your accents change? All right. In all the depths of hell, in all the torment and pain that despair, the unending soul-crushing loneliness of an eternity without hope, amidst the horror and misery, the endless stretch of the vast nothing upon which the fortitude of great men lay broken, there, and even there, in that depravity, where anguish is the only reprieve from the infinity of nothing, even there, it is said that to look upon Heath is to see the abyss and to shudder. Okay. Not, this feels less fun when we do it while he's right here. Hey, now, you, you just wait now one cotton-picking minute. Don't you talk about that Heath Enright like that. It's hillbilly God. That's right. Look, I made Heath perfect just the way he is. I made him in my image. He's Heath is my not-so-hung Frankenstein. He's he's my white, very racist Andrew Golem. Just said it, Kilbilly Gong. Jew? Wait, where's the Jew? I don't, I don't. Well, we sure did have a lot of fun today. You can't finish without me. Call the bug a pegacorn. And Heath, you look like a loaf of garlic bread fell into a bucket of Carrot Top's pubes. Oh, he made the garlic bread thing work. Good for him. Good for him. But don't forget about me. Tony D. But come on, those are the same voice. The same exact voice. The exact same thing. Yeah, I know. We tried to tell. Come on down to Tony D's house. I hate that, right? We got buns. I hate you. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to turn. It's me, Ben Carson. You know, we've had a lot of fun at Heath's expense today, like pointing out that he looked like Redbeard got AIDS. But, ladies, if you're out there, and we know you're out there. 
Always oh, oh, saying is giving the It's nice when crew get to know him. I mean, if he ever responds to your messages. Always saying is giving the so mean. Are we are we still doing this? Yeah. Is I said, I said, Give Heath a chance, y'all. I got Merry Christmas. Is that is that a character he does? I don't know, man. There's a lot. There is a lot. All right. And on that bizarre and uplifting ending, we'll take a quick break. But we'll be back on next week's scathing for the penultimate roastathon. Remember, you can play along until the 21st of November. So if you want to get in on the action, give till it hurts over at modestneeds.org and send us the proof and what we need to know about the victim with a picture, if you please, to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com. So we want to cover some of the email that we got. Uh, we're going to save the patrons for next week, but we're going to do a little bit of email here. Um, we got a message from Michael who let us know that, you know, Twitter is still awful. And uh, and it's right. He's he's absolutely right. Um, he says that he basically reports people all the time and he gets messages and a sort of a canned message back. It's like we reviewed this report and found that the conduct does not violate our terms of service. And he says, so, you know, there, you know, it's not it's we're not I don't think we're going to depict it as perfect, but no. it is good that they're getting rid of some people. Yeah. I, I mean, this is I, we, we talked about this at election night, like. Don't choose worse. D don't don't refuse to choose bad if the only choices are bad and worse, right? So I think Twitter is deeply problematic. I'm just happy that it is getting better. I don't really care what the mechanism is to make it a little bit better. I'm glad that it's getting a little bit better. We got a message from Ed and he wanted us to know that there's a podcast called Cross Examined or something like that. And they have the same opening music. Uh, it is not uh, our music. And that's actually on our FAQ. Yep. Um, we don't own that music. And uh, we just found it. I think it came with like a long time ago. It came with a, a pack that either Final Cut Pro or something else had sound some sound program that I had bought and it came with a pack of canned music yep. and I chose that music when I sent Tom like five different songs when we were choosing it because neither of us knew how to write a All thing these many yeah. years ago and so Holy I was just shit. like hey, Tom what do you think of this one and he's like sounds good yeah put as much thought into it as those people did at their podcast <laughs> uh we got a message from Jay and Jay says they're just listening to the episode uh you were talking about free speech and the social contract I'm curious do you have a backup plan for if you're if you were kicked off Patreon, iTunes, etc., um, I will tell you this, Jay. Uh, the backup plan is that we do what we were doing all along. Yeah. Uh, when Tom and I first started this show, we were recording from our res respective houses, um, mixing them and posting them. You know, uh, we wouldn't be able to do some of the fun stuff that we get a chance to do, like um, improve our setup so that we can have video or donate money to large large amounts of money to charities or travel to make fans in different places, uh, parts of the country. But uh, but we'd still be doing the show. It just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same level. To scale of, it back. We'd have to scale, scale back, back the operation. Exactly what we're doing. We didn't make a dollar for like five years. Yeah, four or five years. It was a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I get the larger point. The larger point is like that. I think he's trying to make is, you know, if you're okay with having other people deplatformed on these on these places, like why are you different? I think the reason that we're different um, is the same reason that. Uh, you know, many other programs are not in fear. don't live in fear of being deplatformed is I don't use hate speech. 
I just we we don't we don't espouse hatred and violence. Sure. And like that, and then we never have, and we abide by the terms of services of the yeah. uh, services that we engage, you know? Like, right. So I, we're, I'm, we're not, too, I'm not afraid of this at all. Yeah. We're two moral individuals. We wouldn't do that. Right. So there's, I don't feel like there's anything going to ever come of that. Yeah. Now, if, you That's know, some distinction, you know, if there was some crazy racist billionaire out there, went out and snapped up all these companies like a Bill Gates and they go out of yeah. their way to snap up all these companies, all these big ass companies. And these are billion dollar companies. They would have to be a really fucking rich Mm -hmm. dude or chick to be able to get all these companies. But let's just say for the sake of argument they did, and they just started deplatforming people. It's their terms of service. It's their piece of the property. It would suck. It would suck to to have that happen to you. I get that. Like if, if it was, if you felt that that was unfair, I think that the the point I want to make is like, you can't just say that all speech is equivalent. You do have to ask, well, what did they say? Yeah, what did they say? Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- that matters yeah. when it comes to, you know, did that speech violate a larger social contract? It's the same thing that happens when people lose their jobs over stuff. You know, would you lose it? Would you lose your job if you just, um, you know, like if you just read a poem out in, out, out in the, in the world that wasn't filthy or dirty or right. anything, right? right? If you just read a poem, like roses are red, violets are blue, and you're reading a poem, right? Or if you're reading a hate-filled, you know, speech, some kind of some kind of hate-filled right. manifesto, right? Would you lose your job for either of those if they were filmed? Ask yourself that. And right. one of them you're going to lose your job for if you're, you know, you're dropping n bombs on the corner, screaming at people, and you get filmed doing that. Chances are you're going to lose your fucking job. job. Yeah. You're going to lose your company, right? You know, there's social consequences to that. But what action. you won't do is go to jail. Yeah, right. You right? won't go to jail. You won't go to jail. You won't go to jail. Yeah. But you'll lose. There's social consequences. There's social consequences on these sites as well. Yeah. Got a message from Brandon and Brandon said, hey, I just want to let you know that, you know, you mentioned the use of Anon uh, the last time we were talking about Liz Crokin. And he said, I just want, you know, he's and we were saying that we were making it sound like that sounds like it's more important than using the word anonymous. But he says, isn't isn't Anon a nickname used by 4chan users? Is she just reporting on a 4chan thread? I think you're right. But when she says Anon, you have to understand she's distilling 4chan down for people who don't read 4chan. Right. You know, watch it. Watch all her videos. And she will hand wave off the research that you would need to do to to sort of be in the know with her. She'll tell you, read the Podesta emails, but doesn't mean you should go read the Podesta. Podesta. You should let me distill it to you. And so that's what she's doing with 4chan as well. I just feel like it's an anonymous thing. You're saying anonymous. Somebody who isn't on 4chan and is just watching Liz's thing might not know. And so they'd be like, what is Anon? Oh, maybe that's just a user on 4chan, Mm -hmm. not somebody who's, you know, like anonymous, actually anonymous. Well, also, I think it's easy to conflate that with QAnon, which yeah. people think is a real person. It's a person. It's a human. Yeah, right. Well, probably several. We got a message from Mark who's uh, digging through the back catalog, and he had he was talking about, uh, at one point, we were talking about an amputee and prosthetic stuff, and he had said that he had an accident. And my favorite thing is the image. He has a prosthetic eye. He says he doesn't wear a prosthetic eye. He's missing an eye, and he doesn't have a prosthetic eye. Um, but what he does have is he has a bunch of safety glasses. Is glasses. And one of them, my favorite one here is he has safety glass, safety glasses, and it has a googly eye <laughs> on one of the lenses. It's fucking, and the another one is a hand-drawn one. Yeah, the, uh, the hand-drawn eye patch. Yeah, hand-drawn like, yeah, eye. Yeah, and then the really hand-drawn good. eye patch below right. it. Yeah, that's, that's the one like, I like. These yeah. are amazing. Got a message. Uh, this is an image from Charles about last episode. You can find it on this episode's show notes, so 442. So, Tom, I wanted to, there's a, we're going to spend a few minutes here talking about Jordan Peterson because we yeah. got a bunch of Jordan Peterson email. Um, 
One person messaged us and said, hey, you should know that the Bible Reloaded, guys. That's a show on YouTube. Um, we were actually, uh, a while back, we were actually in the same organization as them back a long time ago. I don't know if you remember with the secular yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. doing, they were on there. We never got a chance yeah. to do a crossover episode. I always kind of wanted to. We never did. And I think I reached out to them once and there was, we we just lost contact or we never uh, talked or something yeah. like that. But I, I know that they run a show on YouTube, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. and I would be happy to do a crossover show. I just think we tried to do it once and just didn't work out. But I guess they're reading and reviewing Jordan Peterson's work. I know Cult of Dusty, he had done a long, like long, uh, video on Jordan Peterson as well. Okay. Um, but we got a bunch of messages from people, you know, a couple that were like, yeah, man, Jordan Peterson's kind of like a nut. And then a bunch of other people that were like, Hey man, you're, you're misunderstanding. Basically that interview that he did with their, with, uh, the, the New times, York times yeah. was misquote. He was misquoted. Yeah. So I want to read what it says in the, in the interview real quick, just what he had to say in the actual quotes. Okay. And then I want to play a piece of, this is from his live show. It's recorded and it's on YouTube and it's a, it's a response to that New York's time article. And it's when he's on stage with Jordan Peterson. So I want to play that. I want right? He's with Dave. Oh yeah. The, Joe, Joe, Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin are on stage and it, I don't want to play that, but I want to read this really quickly. So the article it says, recently a young man, and it talks about the person who drove through the, the Toronto with the van and he killed a bunch of people. And it says, he declared himself to be part of a misogynist group whose members call themselves insoles. The term is short for involuntary celibates, though the group has evolved into a male supremacist movement made up of people, some celibate, some not, who believe that women should be treated as sexual objects with few rights. Some believe in forced sexual redistribution in which a governing body would intervene in women's lives to force them into sexual relationships. Violent attacks are what happens when men do not have partners, Mr. Peterson says, and society needs to work to make sure those men are married. Quote, he was angry at God because the women were rejecting him. Quote, end quote. Mr. Peterson says of the Toronto killer, another quote, the cure for that is enforced monogamy. That's actually why monogamy emerges, end quote. So that's our background. Okay. That was yep. what was that's said what in the article. About. That was right. said in the article. That's what we read. That is an actual quote from him. But the idea that the emails we're getting is that that's, that's, that's inaccurate. Yeah. It's inaccurate. Right. Here's what he meant. And this is him explaining. Okay. So the question is, what do you mean by enforced monogamy? Well, we could start by what I don't mean. I don't mean taking innocent women at gunpoint and handing them over to useless men, <laughs> which is essentially the accusation. You know, and it was really interesting to watch that unfold. What I meant was that monogamy as, a, as something that's socially... Uh, valued is appears to be essentially a human universal. That doesn't mean that human beings are universally monogamous, because obviously we're not. We can be serially monogamous, and some people are players and have multiple partners and all of that. But there's a strong proclivity across known societies to tilt towards monogamy. And the enforcement is social norms. It's like, well, think about it. It's, I can't believe that I even have to say this. <laughs> Your son just gets married and he comes home and he says, guess what, dad, I've been screwing around. And what do you do? You pat him on the head and you say, hey, good work, kid. That's, that's my young man, right? Well, no, you see, you, you're not happy about that. And he doesn't tell you because he knows you're not gonna be happy about it. And that's enforced monogamy. It's part of the social structure. It's like, 
What and what else? How, how in the world would that address the issue of people not having partners or mates? It doesn't. It literally, it literally has doesn't. nothing. Literally to do. nothing. That has like enforced monogamy in the example that he just gave is already in place. He's actually described the existing social structures that are already in place that reward monogamous behavior. Is it a mis- Right? Is it a misspeak of reinforced monogamy, though? Do you think maybe because it's that has reinforced monogamy, right? You know, like with the, the social actions and the social things we have in place that reinforces monogamy, but it doesn't enforce because I think enforce means to compel someone to do something by force. Well, but, and but, reinforce means to strengthen or support it. But but even, yeah, but but even like granting him what he is saying. All he's saying, all he's saying is that in an existing relationship, that there are social forces which conspire to make monogamy uh, preferential. Yeah. Right? That is already the case. Yeah. And, and, that, does, so and that says it has nothing. nothing to do with a man who can't find a woman it, becoming nothing violent. Nothing whatsoever about that. There's, it, because that there's person, no point of intersection. That person's not in a monogamous relationship unless you're talking about the, with his hand. Right. That's, that's it. That's yeah. It's exactly my 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 confusion right now is that there's yeah. literally there's no, no point of intersection. Nothing. Nothing in whatsoever. Idea. Yeah. So so how so, is it a solution? I'll if tell that's you what he really means. I'll tell you what he really means he is mean what exactly. Right. Like, fucking exactly. Because yeah, he, he doesn't. doesn't mean he's it. a fucking coward. That's what it means. Yeah. It means I said something and now I want to backpedal. And instead of fucking owning it or saying, you know yeah. what, I messed up. I didn't really mean that. He's like, oh, gosh, I can't believe I, you fucking idiots. How could you possibly misunderstand this super simple thing? Right. When I was talking about a guy who can't get laid, I was going to say all I was saying was that guy should only lay one person. Yeah. What When I when I said I was angry. He was angry at God because women rejected him. What I really mean is he shouldn't have sex with other people than that one woman who that he's not wasn't having, having sex, with. sex with. It literally makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Enforced monogamy. It's like, well, most people want a monogamous relationship. And if they enter into a relationship with someone, they're not happy if that person goes and sleeps around, right? Most of you. This guy, well, this guy was not in a relationship. Again, he was an insult. He's saying things that people want to not along with, right? Because yeah. they seem they they seem to be. Yeah, these are generally accepted as like obviously yeah. socially normal, sure. but at the same time, it in no way addresses the question and is not in any way relevant to the solution that he provided to the problem. Right? He's a this guy That's never weasley. answers a straight question. Super he never weasley. answers a straight Super question. Weasley. He wouldn't be happy if that happened. It's like not being happy. That's part of enforced monogamy. It's part of this, you know, and you might have noticed, you probably did, polygamy is actually illegal. You can't have multiple <laughs> marital partners simultaneously. That's enforced monogamy. It's like, and, and it's an anthropological term, and it's been known for a hundred years by anthropologists, most of whom are left-leaning, by the way, because that's how it goes. All he's doing is explaining what he didn't mean. He's not explaining. Exactly. And let me tell you by let me saying say, yeah. that. Yeah, let me tell you what yeah. I didn't mean. Do you think he's going to get, we got three minutes and eight seconds. Do you think he's going to get to what he did mean? <laughs> that monogamous social structures are one of the ways that you keep children raised properly so that they have a relatively stable environment and that you keep male aggression, especially the aggression of young men, under some degree of social control. What, why, I, I don't understand how that, like, okay, so is, if, if that's what he's talking about, you're going to keep male aggression down. How do you keep male aggression down with monogamy if they can't get into a relationship? Right. He said, he has said that the problem is that these men can't find women. 
They are mad at what he's what he identified the problem. I don't identify the problem the same way, but his identification of the problem is that these men are mad at God because they can't because women keep rejecting them. So the solution is men that don't sleep around so they can raise kids. Yeah. The solution that is that will control yeah. their aggression. How in the world would it like again, like if you if you if you look at what the incels are saying, they are looking at people who have families who have lovers they're insanely jealous and they're insanely jealous. insanely jealous. His solution is a solution that these people would be jealous because they don't have his solution. I, is, I don't understand this guy. The solution is also the status quo. It's what's right. going on right now. It's not a mystery. The fact that I got in trouble for that is it's kind of a miracle. It's like, well, don't, don't you notice that we enforce monogamy in, in like almost every way? And that the same thing happens all over the world in all sorts of diverse societies. And then when we deviate from that, that there's a price to be paid. So and so that's why, like, I'm a New York Times pariah is because I think that monogamy, all things considered, is a good idea. So, OK, fine. That's not at all why. You, you, but that's but here's the thing is like, that. like if. But here's the thing, Tom, if he had said out loud, I think monogamy's Cool. No, no one, one would care. care. And also, yeah. it wouldn't be newsworthy. Right. And also, he wouldn't be in the New York Times because nobody fucking cares, Nobody's man. listening to that. Nobody cares. Yeah. You had to say something. You had to say something controversial like this and then walk it all the way back with your doublespeak to make it sound like you didn't mean it at all. Yeah, again, like I'll grant him all two, two minutes and 55 seconds of the, I'll grant every point that he made. Everything, all, every single You thing. can have them all. Yep. You can have, I agree with you. You can have them all. Tell me one time how in the world that relates to an incel violent. Tell me how, how that is a solution-based answer yeah. to the problem he fucking identified. Right. This is the problem I have with Jordan Peterson. He is a, he is a rampant misogynist and a coward. And he refuses to answer questions. Yep. He refuses yep. to, 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 to give people straight answers. I've never heard anybody speak less clearly and more articulately than Jordan Peterson. Yeah. You can't suss out. Did you happen to see the thing you did with Dillahunty? I didn't know. Oh my God. It's a fucking nightmare of just gibberish and jargon and none of it means anything. And Dillahunty was a pretty fucking smart guy. Several times is like, look, kind of looking around. Like, is anyone else hearing this? Yes. Yeah. There are those, there are several of those yeah. moments where it's like nothing. You did none of that. None of that word salad jargonistic doesn't mean bullshit anything. it doesn't content mean it and right. you know the thing is is like look you're right i'll agree with you man like all that stuff is absolutely how our society works right right you know i know very few people in poly relationships and i actually you know i i should probably know more because based of the on our based on the community yeah. based on the atheist community and other communities i belong to i should probably know more poly people and i don't i know a lot of monogamous people right i know a lot of people that that works for them and that's fine First off, I don't give a fuck, right? I don't care whether you're you poly or you're monogamous or, you know, you're what I, this week, you're this, this week, you're that. I don't care what your right. relationship's like. It doesn't matter to me. So that's number one. We shouldn't be fucking caring what, about that. You Maybe you care about your loved ones, like you're talking about his son or whatever comes home. Sure. Maybe you care then. But other than that, why the fuck would you yeah. care? To me, it feels like saying in, enforced monogamy, even if it is a technical term or whatever, if, right. if, if I were to believe mine, I didn't bother to look it up, right? I no. didn't bother to no. dig in to my anthropological study guide to find out whether that's an actual anthropology term that he's tossing around. I didn't bother to look it up. But even if it is, the lay person, when I hear that, just say monogamy is cool or we should reinforce monogamy because I don't think either of those statements has the same weight. 
than enforced no, monogamy. They, does. they don't, and they intentionally don't. And the, and the reason that they intentionally don't, and the reason he uses the words that he uses, is because he's answering a question. He's answering a question with, you know, like, hey, we've got this problem of violent men killing other yeah. people. What Celibate is the solution? Violent men. Yeah. yeah. What is the solution? Enforced monogamy. How is if this is what he means by enforced monogamy? How does that even it relate even to the question? It, it doesn't even because, relate. But it only relates to the question if it means the colloquial definition, not this fucking bullshit wind around nonsense. Yep, yep, yep. So that's what we had. That's, I played this in, in, in fairness to Jordan Peterson to hear exactly what he had to say. I listened to it. I went out and found it when people were sending us messages. This is the, the, the more concise version I am not going to listen to his entire canon. I'm not trying to pick apart his entire canon. All I was, we were talking about was what was contained in that article. So if you have other things that aren't contained in that article, that's fine. I'll, you know, you could send them to us or whatever, but I'm not going to watch a 40 or 50 minute video of him talking. That's not something I'm going to do. I think this was a very concise way for him to answer it. And if he couldn't answer that question in three minutes and he could only spend time on what it didn't mean, then I don't need to yeah, listen to what he right. has to say. Because there's no, there's no attempt to be yeah, honest. Exactly. There's no desire to be honest. You still have time to donate money in Vulgarity for Charity. All you have to do is go, all you have to do is go to modestneeds.org. You can donate any amount of money, but if you donate $50 or more, you can send proof of that donation to vulgarityforcharity at gmail.com with a person who you'd like to roast. And it can be anybody. And if you include a picture, that's even better. Or a description, that's even better. And we can roast those people. Those roasts will be going on until Thanksgiving. You have until then to donate. And please don't just say, please look this person up on Facebook. Like, send us some details about yeah. the person you want us to roast. Yeah. I'm not trolling Facebook to find your buddy Joe. Yeah. Like, just I'm not doing it. Send us, a, send us a picture. Send us a short description. That always helps in the roast. Um, these are a lot of fun. We we had a chance to hang out with uh, with Noah, Heath, and Eli even more so this week because we had an opportunity to uh, to record Vulgarity for Charity with them. We'll be doing another one next week. So get your donations in and you can get your roasts in. That's going to wrap it up for this week, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, 
and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.